0: The slow start to the season for North Carolina basketball obviously has a negative impact on the current crop of Tar Heels. But what effects negatively might it have in the recruiting game? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. We're the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making us your first listener watch to get your team every single day. Today, we've got a big recruiting show. We're talking with Jason Jordan, our guy, Uh, got some some insight about how the game works a little bit, and then we're going to look at a specific recruit, Isaiah Harwell. Let's get right into it. We are joined today by our Locked On College Basketball Recruiting Insider, Mr. Jason Jordan, and all our college basketball recruiting segments are brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. So, folks, what we want to do? We've got a recruit we want to talk about later in the show, Mister Isaiah Harwell. How often do we get to talk about somebody from Idaho and Utah, man? That's gonna be awesome, Jason. But before before we get to him, what I want to do is start by looking at how Carolina's early season struggles, how and if that type of thing. Were- Uh, affects recruiting and, and look at the short and long-term ramifications of that. So Carolina, for those who aren't aware, I mean, if you're watching the show, you're probably highly aware is off to a five and four start, including a four game losing streak right now, having fallen out of the AP poll, the, the earliest AP preseason number one to ever do so. So Jason, my question to you is this how much
1: are high school recruits paying attention to what the current team is doing? Uh, they are definitely paying attention a lot, you know, cause everybody's watching a lot, especially early on. They watch a lot of the, early, I mean, this is where this could backfire on uh, Carolina. so it's the gift and the curse to have all the hype in the world to come <laughs> off. Most people thought they should have won, won the national title last year. So, uh, conventional wisdom says they're bringing the ball to big dogs back except for um Brady manic which we we see is a big piece um but you know but then I'm trying you know, to fans, say it Jason I've been right. trying to tell the people <laughs> fans say, but this is how fans think and you know this. they're like okay we, we lost Brady but we got Nance so same thing right it's like well that doesn't nah it didn't work <laughs> like that you know maybe eventually right uh but, but that, that you only know, differently yeah, you got to stew a little bit, you know. You got to that, that has to gel and things <laughs> like that. It takes got to marinate, you know. And so, I think that's what they're seeing now. Is this just a? I I think they're gonna be okay, but do they watch absolutely because mm-hmm. everybody's like Carolina's going to the final four, Carolina's going to. I said it, <laughs> I mean, I'm still they still have the talent to for sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, they are absolutely watching now, and uh, you know, here's the thing with high school kids. It, um, the effect is a lot. It's a, it's largely predicated on freshmen and, you know, guys that they just played with in the summer and spring and not when you're getting two and three years removed, uh, you know, it's not as big, mm-hmm. you know, cause those guys lose touch. Yep. Yep. And, but if I just played against you three months ago in EYBL a little bit different, uh, so, you know they th- those guys are like Seth and Tyler Nickel and you know Jalen Washington hadn't played in a while, but um, <laughs> but you know it looks at it looks at that's how they look at it. They because then they can text their friends like Yo, what's up? How is it there? And this is the type of stuff that happens. So that's where it could hurt hmm. um, some recruiting. And um I mean, I don't think it would hurt with your class. Like you know, sure. but, you like know, in
0: terms of decommits, is that what you mean?
1: Correct. Correct. Right. Um, because, you know, you got to look at it. These recruits are like in a good way. They're like egomaniacs. They're like, yeah, they just needed me. You know, that's right. <laughs> that's what they needed me, baby. You know. Um, and so but I think if it continues, um, you run the risk of losing the locker room
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't want to lose the locker room because I can tell you that uh, in the recruiting process, Coaches can't be with the kids all the time. I know sometimes – I know a team, and I'm going to say a team. Sure, that's great. Um, lost the locker room, but they had a big-time kid on campus, and they knew that they lost the locker room. So they were trying like to, <laughs> to organize a schedule around not having the kid around just the team because they knew that they had to get this kid on – Cause he was like, yeah, I'm ready to visit, you know, what's up? And they're like, ah, yeah, come on. <laughs> and so, but you know, you can't stop, you know, them, the kids from interacting. And so it went bad. Like, you know, the, the when the coaches weren't around, they were like, yo man, I'm telling you, don't come here. Cause you know, it's just that. And then, you know, when you're losing it's, it's hard to stay mentally strong and stay mm-hmm. focused on the, the ultimate goal because, You need success, you know, you need some success. And when there's a consistent failure, not to say for the season, but a loss is a failure, right? So when um, the worst thing you can do to a high-level athlete is is for him to lose, right, especially with all the expectations in Chapel Hill. So, I mean, they've lost four. So, like, everybody's panic mode. You think fans are panic mode. Players are like, yo, it's – I mean – they got to search everywhere. What, what is it? And is it me? And is it coaches? Is it? So um, that's the biggest impact it would have is the players losing uh, losing faith in the staff and losing faith in the, the goal and the, you know, having the tunnel vision to block things out and, you know, overcome uh, the emotion of losing because that that's a real thing.
0: Yeah and i mean is it is it the type of thing that that other other coaches would use negatively in recruiting to say hey listen we're uh, you know you're coming in to visit us we're we're having a great start we're ranked top yeah. 15 undefeated right now but uh look what's going on in chapel hill man there yeah. uh, things aren't going
1: so well for hubert just kind of like last year at the beginning yeah no not overtly Right, okay. like they're not gonna, it, they they'll do it, but in a roundabout, uh, you know, pokey kind of way, you know, <laughs> like because they know, hey, you know, dog has a day. It's just yeah, December, exactly. you know, and so, um, but they probably would you know. I know you're, if if it were that to that, depends on how far along it's progressed, and they'll be like, oh, you know, I mean, you really got to look at how they're using so and so, you know, I mean. Or how they're not even using so and so you know yeah. something like that they you know they don't play freshmen clearly right look at the net here the minutes right here that kind of thing yeah. so yeah they will but um, I think they they most coaches take that I mean so let's say Carolina most coaches would take this approach I mean they're out of the they started preseason you know and they're out, I mean I don't have to say anything it speaks for itself that's what coaches that's what they'll do you know, the nice, nasty kind of thing to do, yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> because they try and stay a little bit classy, but then they're they going to, they, you know, they're petty too. So
0: everybody's trying to find their way in it. Oh, well, yeah. another angle on this that I want to talk with Jason about is with things not going well, does that breed potential for some of these guys to stay and improve their draft stock potentially next year because there's all sorts of possibilities outside of pete nance and leaky black but then also how does that uh, affect recruiting and playing time on the court we'll tell you more about that in just a second but first this episode is brought to you by linkedin these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business You wanna be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, so that's why you gotta check out LinkedIn Jobs. It's incredibly easy to create a free job post, so why not give it a try? Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill sets and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. You want to finish the year strong and the right new hire can help you do just that. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So Jason, here's this, the second part of this is sometimes when you know you have all these big expectations, and I know nobody on, on the current Carolina roster is flying up into the lottery or anything, um, but a, a beginning to a season like this certainly doesn't help your draft stock. Right. Now, I know we've talked a lot about, obviously, uh, as I just said a second ago, Pete Nance and Leaky Black will have exhausted their eligibility after this season, but Armando Baycott could take advantage of a COVID year. Caleb Love, RJ Davis, our junior, you know, you've got all of this kind of thing. Is there a world in which the, the slow start to the season, if it continues in this way, causes some of these guys to look at coming back? And if so, how does that then affect recruiting? Because you've got uh, these other two guys already coming in, signed in Simeon Wilcher and Zayden High, uh, you know, and then you start looking at uh, transfer portal and all that kind of stuff.
1: So how does that angle play into this? So so different so two parts there. So if it continues the way it's going now and they underachieve to the point of let's just call it the worst case scenario, they underachieve to the point where they don't make the tournament. Yep. Right. Somebody's leaving. You know. <laughs> I mean, you talk about coming back. If they don't make the tournament, I think that right. make the tournament be clear. But let's yep. just go worst case, right? right. Uh, you know, you it sounds good to say Oh man, they their draft. You know, their draft stock won't be great. Um, so clearly, they're gonna want to do it again, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we learned our lesson. Now we're ready." <laughs> nah, that, that's a good for a movie script. That's right. But, but, uh, <laughs> nah, man. It, you know, these guys are. They have egos, and you know, um, they 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 play the blame game. And if they don't make the tournament, the blame game is gonna be in full effect. You know, and it's not gonna be them. You know they're not going to be the cut. Co- Whoever it is is thinking is they aren't. It ain't me. Um, and so I think retaining everybody, even if they should, uh, I think they're I think the transfer portal is going to grab a couple, couple Tar Heels if that's the case. Um, now, if if it keeps going the way it is, they better all come back. You know, <laughs> yeah, they better all come back. And the thing is, if they come back, I think they could be strong. And you know, but you know, it's got to be like a chemistry thing and stuff like that the thing that makes me feel like, yeah, that's a real possibility is because we live in a new world now where NIL is getting you this money. So, um, you could go to your point. Nobody's knocking on the lottery as it stands. Right. Um, so you could go and be a journeyman in the G league, (laughs) or you can go and be a rock star in Chapel Hill and, Pull in good money, you know, probably the same money, if not more, yeah. Uh, you know, as a uh, junior senior, so uh, in in Mondo's case, super senior, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that you know, you know, stack your money, you know, now you can say stack your money in college, so uh, nothing is crazy at this point, and you know, we got a long season ahead. I don't want to throw too much, absolutely, yeah. I'm still getting way ahead of ourselves confident in my that they'll get it right. I, I think Hubert Davis is an amazing coach. Yep. I agree. Um, and we're really gonna find out uh how he's able to motivate uh players. Um and this is this is good. This is good for him for you guys in the long run as a coach um because he needs this kind of stuff. Um all young coaches do uh, and they're all gonna go through it. So um he this is, you know, what's the Drake line? Who I needed that. I think I think uh, I think that'll end up being the case. uh, Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. And to your point, Jason, I mean, goodness, in as as recently as two, three years ago, if guys, you know, you still would see them like even if the team underperforms, like think about a, a Ben Simmons, LSU didn't even make the tournament his one year in Baton Rouge and he's still gone this day and age. It's not that they're gone to the draft. It's that like, hey, we were bad or miserable as a team so i'm leaving to go to a different school where right there's now. better opportunity not for me to perform better because i'm gonna continue to do what i'm doing but maybe win more and so yeah, as you is. said it's just it's the unknowns of everything are like i don't know how to be a division one head coach right now like that seems yeah. miserable to me and i get why jay wright coach k and roy williams
1: yeah. are all out of the game now absolutely yeah the dinosaurs had to go they can't put up with these egos balls The thing is, to your point that that when you're transfer waiver, it's like, you know, I can go get on a national title contender and be like the the missing piece. Like, oh, you guys need a point guard? Well, you know what I'll do. Um case in point, you take a guy like RJ Davis, who I mean, I think anybody who watches Carolina will see that RJ Davis, uh you gotta imagine, but part of him must wonder what it would be like to have the keys you know, <laughs> and not fight for the keys, That's right. you know? So, I mean, I could sell that pretty easy. If I got a national title contender, all I need is a playmaking point guard. That's like right. I, man, this ain't even, this might be a layup. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let me get him on campus. He's mine. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to look at it like that. Um, Cause it's a new day. It's a new day when we ain't got to sit out no more. Oh man. I mean, it, every it, everything's up for grabs now.
0: Yeah, I mean to to make that specific case, you start looking at if you're let's let's just project out ahead. Let's say Caleb let's say Caleb's gone but you've got the Trimble and Simeon Wilcher's coming in as you and I've talked about quite a bit. That man ain't sitting on the bench, he's going to be playing. And so, what if RJ looks at that and says, "You know, I really miss being up back in New York or maybe you know whatever it is." And I look at, there's a whole bunch of teams out there that are a dynamic point guard away from yeah. what you just said, a national championship. And yeah. while, while you want this young man to be loyal to your team, the, the chances of him getting out and going, not because he's not loyal to you, but because it's like, I'm, I'm going to get the keys here. Yeah. That, that is a very real world thing that we're looking at right now. And I'm guessing you have examples that you've seen and heard of that exact thing happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, stuff, yeah, stuff. I'm not saying with Carolina, but sure stuff, sure, stuff doesn't start in the spring. Let's just put it like that. Like these conversations don't start in the spring. But, you know, so that, you know, the back channel, the back channel is, is the best channel you know, <laughs> on any on any on any TV. Uh, and those conversations start a lot earlier than you think. Um, But, you know, for them, you know, they definitely, I mean, Georgia Tech and then the Citadel before they play Ohio State, you know, they need some, they need some success. And you'd be surprised what one good, you know, we're clicking on all cylinders type game can do. It can just be one, no matter who it's against. um, It can be one game where, you know, the perspectives can change in the locker room. And I think that's what they need.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, to your point specifically about Carolina's on-court production Part of this, it's the logistics of this four-game losing streak. It's a snowball that's just kept rolling, and they've not really been home to practice or get stuff right. right. Like, And like you said, they're home now. You got Georgia Tech, and then the Citadel, who's the worst team on paper on your yeah. schedule. Big yeah. opportunity for some get right yeah. heading into Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. By the yeah. way, a game at MSG, you're not going to get up for that for Ohio State. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if Mr. Armando Baycott is on the court for those games. That'll make a big difference in how it's going. Now, folks, listen, it might sound a little bit crazy to talk about recruiting a sophomore in high school right now, but that is the lay of the land. That's what we do in this day and age. But how often do we get to talk about an elite recruit coming out of the Ohio, Utah area? Well, that's exactly what Jason and I are just about to do. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet. Online, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer, even though America's out of the World Cup, and eSports, they've got it all at Bet Online. So make sure you check out the lines for Saturday's upcoming game, as we just talked about, against Georgia Tech, and see what you got there for the Tar Heels. It's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, Jason, we're going to head west in the country a little bit for, as I said, a sophomore, a high elite level shooting guard, uh, Mr. Isaiah Harwell. And um, this is uh, hand up, I've not actually seen him play as of yet, but I, from everything I've read, just had a great showing at the Holiday Hoopsgiving. Uh, would you just tell us a little bit about Isaiah, some of what he's been able to do well so far in his first couple of years of high school?
1: Yeah, dynamic athlete, 6'5", can play uh, both wing positions, um, knocks down the perimeter shot pretty efficiently, Uh, thrives as a playmaker, but just um, he's a mentality guy, meaning um, he's going to get by you on the the perimeter and he's going to be able to create his own shot. And he's one of those guys that um, uh, is confident to the point of feeling like he's the best player on the court uh, at all times, no matter who's on the court. Which you know, as you, it's well documented that is one of the biggest things I look for when we're talking elite players. So I love that even at a young age. Um, and so you know, he's a three-level score efficiently, but just mentality-wise, I think that's what probably sets him apart. Certainly in his class in 2025, which is loaded uh, with the Boozer twins and Cooper Flag, uh, right. you know, and a couple other guys. But he's definitely one of the one of the best perimeter players in that class for sure.
0: Man. And that one of the things that I've read about him is um, about Harwell is that he refers to himself, not only as you talked about this three level scoring capability, but as a two way player who like wants that defensive challenge on that side of the ball, how how many sophomores are you seeing? And you see a lot of dudes out there yeah. uh, doing what you do with that level of what I'll call basketball awareness to recognize, yeah. hey, it's not just about me pouring it in on the offensive end, but I can impact this game equally as much by stopping my guy on the other end. How How,
1: is that a rare thing or is that something you see with any level of regularity? No, 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 that's, that's completely, especially for a younger guy. I mean, you don't <laughs> see seniors say that. Uh, because I mean, that's where they rest on defense. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, a guy who can pick up 94 feet and definitely a guy who brings it on the defensive end. And you know, with his McCann, his makeup and super agile, super quick covers, you know, he's long too. So he's six, five, but his wingspan has gotta be, I don't know it for sure, but I'd imagine it's in the six, nine to six ten range. Um, so he's covering, you know, um uh, a lot of space. And so he's, but he's quick enough to say, step for step with point guards. So you, I mean, you know, you do the math on that, and, you know, you can understand why, you know, he's so confident as a two-way player in that class. You know, he played for the Utah prospects in the Adidas three SSB and he always took the assignment of the the top guard on the other team. So he was that guy, you know, come from the cl- the Kobe cloth, you know, those, these guys study the greats and they know that, uh, uh, guys like kobe when he was on the usa basketball team he, they would take the assignment of being the they won the guard the best guard on the other team you know they, they look at these youtube clips and a lot of them talk about stuff like that um now he's one that actually verbalizes it and so you know that's just a testament to him and you know you'll see how that he'll he'll that type of stuff projects futuristically um because he's he's really that good on the offensive end and when he's bringing it on the defensive end he definitely could be I mean, it's early, but he's he's definitely in the running to be potentially the best two-way player in that class.
0: Interesting. And, and you brought up the very next point I wanted to go to. Way to make my segue for me there, yeah. Jason, is I know bar, barring a reclass, he's still three three years away from stepping foot on a college basketball court to play. Yeah. Yeah. What, what sort of things are there for people that are listening or watching? They're like, dude, come on. He's a sophomore in high school. What right. are those projectables you usually look for, even at this young age? That's like no, 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 no. This this translates even at at fifteen to what he'll be at eighteen.
1: Right. Well, first is it's, it's mentality. So you you bringing up that he wants to, you know, he he wants to get after it on the defensive end. That's something that is certainly going to uh, bode well for him uh, from the mentality standpoint. I mean, other things, you know, logistically, he's six <laughs> five with a 6'9", 6'10", wingspan. Uh, he shoots, I don't think, I don't know the exact numbers from what he shot in the Adidas 3SSB, but I am I think it was uh, uh, north of 40% from the three-point line. And, and we're talking, you know, there's EYBL. For those that don't know, in the spring and summer, Nike EYBL is the king. There's no way around it. Sorry, Adidas and in uh, <laughs> armor. But Adidas is second. You know, Adidas is second. So you there's a lot of talent on the Adidas 3SSB. And so he was one of the top players um, on that circuit. And we're talking junior, senior, everybody, all classes. So, um, you know, to be able to play uh, interchangeable at different positions and, and guard four positions, potentially um, five, depending on the lineup, I mean, just means he can play interchangeably on both ends of the floor. And so those are the things that will always translate uh, and project um, futuristically.
0: Interesting. Okay. That's great. That's so helpful for for helping process those kind of things. Now, uh, speaking of the Adidas side of things, obviously we know North Carolina is a Nike, a jump man school. Right. We often hear a lot about like, ah man, the, these Adidas kids are going to be directed mm-hmm. to Adidas schools and, and same with Nike very various things like that. And so, you know, like Adidas, you think Adidas, I think Kansas, like, all right, he, well, he's going to be a Jayhawk, you know? And I think people talk about that. Is that overblown too much or is that a real thing that would stop a young man from going to a certain school?
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's more real toward the end of their, you know, uh, high school careers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, especially, you know, in the 11th hour um, you see uh, the list and, um, like you can take DJ Wagner, and you know he had some Adidas schools and he had <laughs> Nike schools, and so um, then you saw he was signing deals with some Nike NIL stuff, and so the arrow started to point a little bit more, a little
0: more to Lexington than Louisville.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so um, yeah, that is a real thing, and you know, then the reality is, you know, then they start conversations. People, more people, get in your ear on that side. Uh, to talk about the benefits of staying in the family. Um, and so, yeah, that that's what that does. It means more people are talking to you about staying on brand. Um, and that those are big conversations, especially in this era of NIL.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Indeed. Boy, it, it's so great, but it brings with it. Uh, It's own crazy mix of complications. Jason Jordan is always great stuff. Great insight on Isaiah Harwell. And then on all these inner workings as as well as how on court success affects uh, the recruiting game. Really appreciate your time as always. So grateful for you.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Look forward to coming back. Thanks as always to Jason Jordan for joining us. Man, I'm just so grateful for the great content he brings every time he is on. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to preview Carolina's second ACC matchup against Georgia Tech, trying to snap this four game losing streak. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Heels, follow Jason at Jason Jordan S I, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade. You can email the show. would love to chat with you more in depth. If you want to locked on Tar Heels at gmail.com for your next listen of the day. Why don't you check out locked on sports today? The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps. And of course the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and anywhere else you get podcasts. If you would, would love you to subscribe, smash the like button, leave some comments on your thoughts on Isaiah Harwell. If you've seen him play or any of the other recruiting conversations we had today. Hey, thanks so much for spending your Thursday hanging out with me, hanging out with Jason. Folks, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel, isn't it? Hey, until tomorrow, peace!